It's time for the Daily Breeze Prep Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Breeze Preps or check out our blog at blogs.dailybreeze.com forward slash prep sports. Here's your hosts, Dave Thorpe and Matt Lopez. Hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Daily Breeze Prep Football Podcast. Matt Lopez here with uh, Dave Thorpe, who is going to be celebrating his 25th birthday this week. <laughs> I wish. Happy birthday, Dave. Yes, thank you. Uh, and we're going to get into some Week 2 football action coming up Friday night. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to just take a look back at the week that was. Week 1, which actually was the second week of football, but who's counting? Uh, and we're going to look at the Breeze Ballers of the Week. This is the star standout performances of the week. Who stood out to us? Who caught our eye? And I'll start off, Dave. Uh, yeah, who you got? I'm going to go with Drake Peabody of West uh, Torrance. 34-33 to victory over Culver City. It was a thriller. Back and forth. Um, but Drake Peabody, f- uh, 402 total yards, four touchdowns, two through the air, two on the ground. Had a huge game, a couple of big highlight reel runs, uh, scrambling across the field, breaking tackles, all that sort of stuff. He had a huge game and uh, pretty much put the Warriors on his back, carried them to a topsy-turvy victory. So he is my breeze baller of the week, Drake Peabody. Sounds legit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Jeffrey Jimena, running back uh, Peninsula. Um, He ran for 197 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, was the main um, guy in that offense, bringing Peninsula their first win since October of last year when they uh, uh, folded folded the tents on their on their season prematurely. So uh, it was a big day for Peninsula to get back on the field uh, in front of a a, a good crowd, uh, very enthusiastic, and uh, they performed. Offensive line performed very well, and uh, he did the job uh, running the rock. Sounds good, and uh, those are the Breeze Ballers of the Week from us. If you have any suggestions uh, of your own, you can always tweet us on Twitter at Breeze Preps. Um, that's enough of last week. It's in the past now. We have an interview coming up with El Segundo head football coach Steve Shevlin talking about his team's big victory over losing her last week. Uh, but first, before we get to Steve Shevlin, let's get to our Week 2 picks. Big week of games. Big slate of action, Dave. Uh, quite a few double local games, uh, and we're starting off with the biggest one of the week, in my opinion. PV at Narbonne. Both teams come into this one 2-0. Uh, big wins. PV usually starts the season a little bit slow, but they've gotten off to a hot start. Narbonne, two big wins. They beat Sarah. They beat Long Beach Poly last week. Both teams are rolling. Uh, who's going to stop the other? Yeah, Daily Breeze number one against Daily Breeze number two. Doesn't get much bigger. Doesn't get much bigger in the South Bay. No. Um, is this one of those, it seems like every couple of years, uh, PV can really compete with Narbonne and give them a good game. Other years, Narbonne runs away with it. Um, Narbonne's up, PV is up. I'm thinking this is this is a, one of those years where PV can give them a game, be, be very competitive. They have some... A couple health issues. If they go into the game healthy with these guys back, I think they will give them a game. But yeah, in the end, I think at Narbonne, because it's at Narbonne, I would give the Gauchos the edge. 
I'm going to give them the edge, too. I think you mentioned the injury, especially to PV's running game. Addison Umarong and Robert Gilbertson. Uh, doesn't sound like they'll be suiting up in this one. Um, and obviously, you know, they had other guys step up last week, but Narbonne's a different beast. A lot of Division One talent on that defense. And while I think that PV, you know, has the smarts, obviously, to hang with them for a bit, I just don't think the they, the athletes they have are going to be able to kind of hold up uh, against what Narbonne has for a full four-quarter game. So I'm taking the Gauchos in this one also. Redondo goes to P, uh, San Pedro uh, for a big one. Both teams one and one. Uh, lots of bragging rights at stake here. Who do you like in this one, Dave? A uh, pivotal game for, for both teams. Uh, Redondo playing, playing a a couple of uh, a top tier out of town teams uh, to start the season with mixed results there. Uh, San Pedro, same thing. So um, whoever can come, neither one of these teams wants wants to dip below five hundred. Matt, they don't. They don't. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with Redondo. I think they might have um, a little more at this point of the season, but. Like usual, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I expect a dogfight, too. I think it'll be a close one. I'm giving the edge to the Pirates, actually. I think solely just because they're going to be at home. Um, you know, coming off the first win of the Corey Miller era last week, I think they're going to be pretty hyped up. They're going to be ready to go. Um, and like I said, close game, but I think I'm just giving the home field edge to San Pedro and what I expect to be probably a three- or four-point final score. Uh, another big one locally here, Bishop Montgomery travels to face the Saxons of North Torrance. Uh, Bishop Montgomery got their first win of the season last week, shutting out Marquez. Saxons also picked up their first win of the season, beating Aliso Miguel. Uh, who gets the edge in this one? This is an intriguing matchup. Uh, Bishop Montgomery looks like a pretty high-powered offense, potentially, um, with North with a big defense, a big, strong defense. So um, I like the Saxons in this one to pull it out, although I wouldn't be totally shocked if, if, if Bishop uh, won. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going with North. I'm going to stick with you on that one. Uh, I think that the, um, you know, they, you know, for North, they're, they, um, I'm trying to, I'm losing the name of the team that they played the first week. Banning. Banning. They, uh, <laughs> Banning they played Pilots. them close. The Banning They're Pilots. over there in Wilmington. Very, very good football team. And they played them close. I mean, that came down to basically the last play of the game, last drive of the game. And Banning's looking like a pretty good football team this year. So I think North, um, you know, they... They're a pretty good team, and I think that uh, they're going to have enough this week to get the win over Bishop. North is going to have to keep an eye on Bryce Matthews. He, he's, mm, uh, he's a tear on the outside. He, he's a tear uh, tight end defensive end dude who's uh, who's really, really coming coming up big. And Bishop's defense did look great last week, but Marquez, you know. Yeah, exactly. They played Marquez, so let's see, let's see what they have against a, a solid, strong team. Well, staying in Torrance, South Torrance is going to host Hawthorne. Um, South lost their season opener last week to Lawndale, and Hawthorne is uh, coming off their first win of the season against Rivera. Can the Cougars make it two in a row? 
Well, the Cougars, um, you know, much like Bishop, have didn't play the, the toughest competition, but uh, I think it was important for them to get get a W. Um, South looking for their first win for for Coach uh, Mishler. They're at home. I think uh, the Spartans take this one. I like them in this one too. I think it might be closer than some would expect. The Hawthorns got some firepower on offense. Um, they just don't have a lot of depth. That's that's kind of the issue there. And so I think they may be able to hang close for a half. Um, but I think South got a little too much depth for them um, and a little too much talent. I think South pulls it out in the end. So I'm with you on the Spartans there. Um, uh, Maricosta, who had a huge opening week uh, victory over Torrance, hosting Lucerna. Um, I'll start off. I like the Mustangs in this one, of course, being a devoted oh, um, follower of the, of the Mighty Mustangs. Um, but yeah, I mean, they showed a lot last week, and Torrance isn't going to contend for any championships. But still, that's a that's the kind of performance that they should have had, and they did it. Uh, Lucerna is a very good football team from all accounts, but I don't think they're going to have enough. At Maricosta. Yeah, as an alum, I know you joined uh, the coaching staff there at Starbucks for uh, <clears throat> for some in depth analysis on, on their on their opening game. What what did you learn from from that little session? Well, if the whole world was supposed to know, the whole world would have been invited. But it was just me, and I saw some film, and I broke down some things, and <laughs> I gave some some advice and some insight, and you know, I think it's best. Left between us. Mm, okay, yeah. I see. Yeah, I, I like Maricosta in this one. I, I went out to Lucerna <clears throat> for last year's game. It was 17-14 Maricosta. Very tight game. Um, but that was one of those games that helped steer Maricosta in the right direction for the rest of the season. And uh, I think they're, they're looking for, for another type of performance like that. I'm with you there. Sarah... Uh, they're going to host Dorsey Friday night. And Sarah, shockingly, still looking for their first win of the season. They're 0-3, but not your typical 0-3. They've been playing some of the top teams in the nation to start their season. Uh, I think they get off the schneid here, Dave. I think they're going to win this one. You know, this is a pretty good football team that they're playing, but this is the kind of game Sarah should win. So I'm going with the Cavaliers. Absolutely. I'm going with Sarah. I think we're going to find a find out a lot about them if they're as good as we think they are despite the zero and three record i think they'll, they'll win this game fairly handily and if it's a struggle for them then it could be just a, a rare off season for sarah definitely uh carson coming off their season opening win they're going to be hosting hawkins on friday night hawkins is two and oh we like in this one dave yeah, interesting matchup hawkins is they went from Division Three last year in the city section to Division Two, and they have some uh, some Division One college recruits on that team, uh, two or three at least. So it's, it's a tough matchup for Carson, um, but Carson at home, I'm gonna take the Colts. Wow, big call there. I'm gonna go with Hawkins. Um, you mentioned some of those recruits. One of them, Jalen Hall, who's headed to USC. Five star ranked as the top receiver in the state of California. Wait, wait, wait. Five stars? Five. Oh, can I change my pick? I believe it's locked in. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, the uh, no lifelines in this one. Sorry. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I think player for player, Carson's probably right up there with them, but he's, 
kind of so good that I think he may just push him over the top. Um, I don't know if Carson has anybody who can stop him. So I'm Carson's going to protect that home turf. You better hope so, because uh, from what we were going over just before we get too deep into it, so the folks at home listening know, the overall through two weeks, the pick record, uh, I'm at 23-11, and 11, you're at 21-13. and 13. And after this week, it's going to be a bloodbath from, from the looks of it. After that Carson pick. <laughs> so you are two games ahead. Two games ahead. Okay, that's that's no problem. And the lead is widening. I traditionally, like the Dodgers and Giants. I traditionally get stronger as the season goes on, so that's I'm comfortable where I am. Sounds cool. I'm, I'm picking Hawkins in this one. I think that's going to help cushion my lead a bit in the uh, standings. Mm-hmm. Milken goes to Banning. Banning coming off a huge statement-making win over Garfield. Big city section win. I don't see any way Milton stops him. I'm going with the Pilots. Yeah, been been a while since the uh, since Banning has been at home. They're excited to be home. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pull away in the second half. Pilots win. Torrance goes to Culver City. Torrance tough loss to open the season at Maricosta. Didn't get much going on offense. Culver City, as we said earlier, tough loss, 34-33 at West. I think Culver City is going to be out for revenge. This week, um, they showed a lot on offense last week, even though they didn't get the, the W. And uh, defensively, had some holes, but they're playing Torrance, uh, who hasn't shown much on offense yet. I like the Centaurs in this one. I'm I'm going to shock you here, Matt. I'm picking the Tartars. To do um, what? <laughs> their, their shotgun wing T, I think, is going to, to baffle Culver City. Not every team's... Defense is Maricosta, okay. So, Torrance... Just going to remind the folks at home, I'm 23-11, and 11, Dave's 21-13. and 13. Well, you know, you tend to take the safe picks. Right. I'm, I'm picking a bit of an upset here. Okay. Although there's no, there's no point spread or anything, but, well, you know, this is high school as football. As you know. But I'm going with Torrance. I think, uh, despite their lopsided defeat to Maricosta last week, I think they're headed in the right direction. Yeah. And they're going to uh, shock some people on Friday night. All right. Uh, West Torrance hosts, hosts Eastside. Um, as we said, coming off a big win. They showed a lot offensively last week against Culver City. I think they keep that going. The Warriors win big. Yeah, Eastside, um, yeah, 7-4 and four last year. They, they opened their season with a loss. Yeah, they're going to come to West. I think West is going to be too much for them. Blair versus Inglewood. Inglewood's going to be hosting that one. I believe it's at Southwest College, from what I'm being told. Dave. Yes. Um, that's what my sources tell me, anyway. Um, I like the. I think Inglewood's going to win this one, Dave. A, a couple of things for you that my sources told me. Blair didn't win a game last year. They were 0-10. Mm-hmm. And in those 10 losses, they scored 33 points the entire season. Mm. So not only do I pick Inglewood to win this, but they have to win this game. I mean, they, they, they have to. They have to. I mean, a loss to Blair could um, could really hinder their season. And they have hopes for a solid season. Yeah, I'm going Inglewood. I like it. Uh, Morningside's going to Compton Centennial, 6 p.m. kickoff. The Monarchs had a tough loss last week to View Park, 33-31, but... I think they showed in that one that uh, you know they've got a couple of playmakers. 
namely Mr. Patrick June. Mm-hmm. And uh, he scored a couple different ways. I think he's going to be enough for them to get the W here in this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Compton Centennial with their 6 p.m. starts, never an easy place to play. But I think I think Morningside showed some grit by coming back, making it close last week. I think that bodes well for this week. I'm going with the Monarchs. Um, Peninsula, as we said earlier, coming off of a big triumphant uh, return victory last week over Glenn. Hits the road, goes to Sotomayor. Now, Dave, on our little cheat sheet here, you put something in parentheses, 118-0 to zero loss margin. So Sotomayor has outscored their opponents 118-0. to zero. <laughs> They've been outscored 118-0. Oh. to zero. Okay. And I think... I'm I'm not I'm not an expert, but I think that bodes well for Peninsula. That's over. That's over. How many games now? Two games. Two games. 118 points over two games. Okay. You do the math. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I guess when you put it that way, I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Yeah, I'm, I'm start going, two and zero. I'm going Peninsula. Gardena at Colony. Um, uh, Panthers off to a tough start. I still like them. I still think they're a deep sleeper. A couple years in the future. Um, but they just haven't shown enough yet this season. Two pretty bad losses to start things out. Hitting the road now for a long bus ride. I don't see how they come back with a victory. No, I don't see that happening. I, I like Colony. El Segundo hitting the road, going to Oak Park. El Segundo, talk about a huge victory over losing our last week. Uh, coming off that one. They're also making a long trek, but I think they'll come back with the victory. They showed a lot on offense, a lot on defense. They get the victory here. Yeah, another tough opponent for El Segundo. Uh, they've really loaded up their non-league schedule this year. Um, but obviously, that's because they think they have a good team, and they can handle it. Yeah, I, I like the Eagles. Lawndale going to Crespi. Uh, this was a great game last year for Lawndale. They started off this year with a big one over South. Crespi looks to be... Uh, a a bit better than they were last year. Traditionally a pretty strong program. Um, tough trip for Lawndale here. Crespi looks, like I said, to be kind of rebounded off of a, a 2015 that was a bit of a struggle for them. I think it will be close, but very young Lawndale team. First game on the road. I'm going to give this one to Crespi. Yeah, I like Crespi as well. Um, I think they're going to they're going to remember that loss from last year. They'll be they're not going to be taken by surprise. Um, yeah, Crespi. Uh, Losinger, the Olympians, hit the road. Sherman Oaks, Notre Dame. I mean, Losinger definitely not playing any slouches. Tough, tough, tough schedule. Um, they're hitting the road for a tough one here, Dave. Uh, coming off that tough loss to El Segundo, can they get back on track here, or is this too too tall of a task? Maybe too tall of a task. Notre Dame, a traditional uh, uh, power. They're 2-0. Um Looks like they're on the right track. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna have to wait for for losing or two to start piling up the wins. I think Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this would be a loss for the Olympians, but this is the kind of game that when Pioneer League play starts, I mean, this you know playing opponents like this is gonna be, I think, what ultimately propels them to a league title. So yeah, if they can come out of this healthy and uh, having competed well. Even in a loss, I think they'll be okay. Mary Starr off to a 2-0 start. 
Lots of offense coming from the Stars. Um, they are hitting the road going to Winfield Christian. Tough team. Actually ranked number one in Division Six right now. And I think uh, there's a good reason for that because they play a physical brand of football. And I'm going to go with Winfield Christian in this one. Always, always a tough opponent uh, in the small school ranks. Uh, they reached the Northwest Division uh, Finals last year. Yeah, on the road, I think uh, I think Mary Stars probably looking at uh, their first loss. Sam Bernard hits the road for a 3.30 p.m. kickoff to Windward. Uh, both teams 1-1. One and one. Looking at the rosters online, we've talked a little bit about the the numbers issue that the Vikings have faced. It looks like Windward's in the same ballpark. they got about 26 or so kids on the team. Let's face it, this year a lot of teams are in that boat. That's true. That's true. And it's, it's especially tough for these uh, smaller schools. I like the Vikings in this one. I think uh, this is the kind of opponent they should be able to handle. I'm going to go with St. Bernard. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Call me crazy. The first time you've surprised me all night. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Windward. Oh, wow. They're okay. at home. They like, they like their afternoon games. I'm going with the Windward. Uh... Next game we're going to be talking about is the Comets of Westchester, 2-0, off to a great start. They're hosting L.A. Poly, who's 1-1. Westchester's offense is rolling, and they showed a lot on defense last week in a big win over Inglewood. Uh, I'm going to go with Westchester. Yeah, I think for the first time in, in quite a few years, Westchester has shown that they're they're legit. They have some uh, quality athletes, and uh, they're looking for a big season. I think they're going to go 3-0. Hesperia Christian is going to be hitting the road and coming out to the South Bay to face Rolling Hills Prep. The Huskies had a big win last week, showed a lot on offense. Um, I think they get the win here. They go 2-0. Hesperia Christian is an incredibly tough team, as we all know. Uh, one of the, you know, they're kind of a perennial power in the eight-man ranks. But I'm going to give the Huskies the win here. They got a lot of talent on offense. Gretzinger at quarterback is a bona fide playmaker, stud. I think he, he, he gets in the W here. Yeah, yeah. It's, like you said, a very tough opponent in the eight-man ranks, but um, Rolling Hills Prep at home, they've kicked off the dance bar era in uh, quality fashion, and I think they're going to find a way to win this game. Staying in the eight-man football ranks, Rock Academy goes to <laughs> – what is Rock Academy? <laughs> <laughs> Is this I a real know. school? Oh, they're they're solid. They are solid. They're solid. They're coming out to lock high to fit, to play Animo, uh, who got off to a tough start last week, lost to Milken. Rock Academy's two and zero, and I got news for you, they're gonna make it three and zero. Yeah, yeah, tough eight man school out of uh, San Diego, I believe. Um, yes, Rock Academy wins this. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Oh, okay. JC football. Uh, this is going to be week two of action for them, and San Pedro High is hosting a uh, busy weekend of football over there at Pirate Stadium. Uh, San Pedro on Friday night and Saturday night, 6 p.m., Harbor without a field at the moment. Yeah, so without a field, how, how did they hook, so they hooked up with San Pedro, huh? Yeah, they, uh, well, the field was supposed to be done to start the season, obviously, and some had a couple snafus, and... At this point, pretty much all the fields in the area are booked up with high school and Pop Warner and this and that and the other things. So had to scramble to find a field. Just so happened, Pirate Stadium is free this Saturday. 
They have another home game next Saturday that they're hoping to finalize to play at Southwest College. So hmm. uh, we'll see how that goes. But for this one, they're playing Grossmont. Um, Harbor did start the season off with a victory last week, but they had about 299 yards in penalties. Hmm. It wasn't the cleanest start. Um, so all that being said, to make a long story short, I can go on forever about this one, but yeah, I like uh, Grossmont in this one. Yeah, Grossmont's a, a tough team. Uh, I think Grossmont's going to win this. El Camino at Moore Park. Uh, huge win last week for the Warriors in Gifford Lindheim's first career start as the head coach. First half was a bit scary. I heard some whispers. They were they were wanting him to uh, put the headphones down and let Coach Featherstone back on the sideline. <laughs> but he got it together. Huge second half. El Camino won, and they're going to win this one. Yeah, they got. It took them a while to get going, but once they did, there was no stopping uh, them. And with you know, David Sills leading the way, he's back at quarterback and he, he's doing his thing. I think they went again. All right, we are joined here now by El Segundo head football coach Steve Shevlin. Coach, how you doing? Good, doing well. Doing well. Hey, coach. Obviously, a big win last week, uh, uh, holding down that. Uh, potent losing or offense what were some of the keys for you guys to to get that done well yeah i, I think uh we needed to do uh re- really what we tried to focus on was stopping the run game they had a really nice run game against lakewood uh in game one and then if we thought we could do that then we thought we might be able to control the passing game uh you know with the quarterback and, and what an athlete he is so once we were able to control the run game I thought it kind of dictated that they had to throw the ball, and if we could make them work the length of the field without giving up big plays, we thought we might have a chance to contain their offense, and, and it worked. It worked out really well. Now, coach, you mentioned to me or the off season that you've got two quarterbacks who you like quite a bit, um, but Friday it looked like Kobe Lagardi really kind of stepped up and you know made a lot of plays for you guys. Does does that kind of change how you? approach that situation going forward or do you still kind of go with the hot hand depending on who's playing the best you know we we went into the game uh with the idea that we would switch you know every other play and i thought kobe played a a fantastic game you know out out of the shoot so um but i also think jake brought a lot of stuff that that he normally does uh with the things that he brings to the game he had a nice uh, kind of a QB sneak for for a touchdown uh, in the second half, and then obviously Kobe threw the ball really well for us uh, the entire game. So I think they both bring um, different parts of the game that help highlight our offense. And right now, I think we're going to keep doing the same thing, see if there's any separation. Uh, but I think uh, the way we're looking at it right now, we'll continue to share um, snaps. Yeah, and uh, looking at at your running game. Uh, I know you have Taz kind of le- leading the way there. Um, what is he bringing to the table this year, and is it pretty much the same as last year, or is he a different kind of player now? You know, with Taz, we we um, yeah we we think he's got a great receiver set skill set. So uh, he's got great hands, you know, best hands on the team, and he's a great route runner. So we've kind of utilized him more in the. Um, in our four-wide offense, and then also he's, you know, our two-back tailback. So last year he was primarily just the running back, and this year, you know, Ashton, Salt, our, our fullback, will take a little of that load off. 
Uh, but that gives Taz an opportunity to catch more passes and, and do things through the air that, that he was a little bit limited on last year. Not, not a ton, but we don't see the ball more in his hands through, through using both ways, you know, the passing and the um, running game. Coach, one of the guys who you mentioned to me when we spoke a couple weeks ago was Hamid Brooks, and he really stepped up for you guys last week in that game. I think he had two touchdowns, big 90-yard score, um, just a big target, and, and, and just a, a guy who looks like a tough matchup for most DBs. What, what kind of season do you think he can he can have for you guys? Well, yeah, I, I think he could be a really special player. You know, he's had a uh, really, really good summer for us. And, you know, he's, you know, he was with us last year, and he kind of played some JV at varsity, and he, and he had some uh, some real good games last year. But this year, he's he's coming out with a different um, work ethic, different attitude, just really taking on about learning the offense. And we saw early in the summer what a special talent he could be. And we're hoping that it just pays off. It paid off last game. Um, I think it is a mismatch problem for a lot of programs. He's a lot faster. Uh, than he looks, and he's fast on film, and he's faster than that. So um, I think it's going to be you know, a great benefit for us. Um, I think he's capable of having a real special year with some of the really good receivers of years past that we've had. Yeah, and Coach, it looks like you you have a tougher non-league schedule this year, and it continues on Friday at Oak Park. Uh, what are you expecting uh, from that team? Well, you know, Oak Park's a funny game for us because – you know, we played each other four or five years in a row, and, and they found a way to kind of win every one of those games. And then we finally got over the hump in that semifinal game that, that we went to the championship that year. And we haven't played since then. So um, I, I'm expecting them to come out and throw some some surprises at us that we haven't seen in the first two games. You know, they've had two really nice uh, kind of blowout victories for, for them. And they haven't really had to be challenged, I think, offensively, uh, like like we might present for them. So, not sure what they'll do. Um, it'll be interesting to see what what they're uh, strategizing, and we're trying to just get our kids ready to be ready for um, something that they haven't seen on film. Awesome, coach. Well, hey, coach Steve Shevlin, coming off a huge win over losing her last week. Coach, we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. Thanks so much, and good luck on Friday. Okay, fellas. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Bye-bye. Uh, Dave, they can, if the uh, people out there want to communicate with us, they can reach us on Twitter, at Breeze Preps. Dave is dthorpe888 on Twitter, and I'm Lopez underscore Matt on Twitter. You can get this podcast in the iTunes App Store, Daily Breeze Football Podcast. Just search for that. Leave us five stars and you're good to go. So that does it for this week. We will be back next week with week three picks and our Breeze Ballers of the Week.